Hey everybody, God bless you and welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. My name is Pastor Jonathan. Have you ever felt that you've always had a higher calling, that there's more to what you are in life and there's more something that you've felt that pressing and that urging that God has been calling you to something greater and bigger? I want to encourage you with this spoken word. I've entitled this message, Placed by Appointment. And I believe that there are no coincidences to where you're at right now at this moment listening to this word. Um, and God may have you at your job. God may have you at a certain place. God may have to be doing things in your life that you just might not understand. But you got to know that God has a divine purpose. Just like the Apostle Philip uh, encounters this eunuch along the way, he gives him specific instructions on what path he was to take. I believe that God had already planned in, in this eunuch's life that he was going to speak and speak to his heart and get, convert him over to receive that free gift of salvation. But I want you to know for this week and for the month and the years that continue to come that God is not a God of mistakes. He puts you in position, places you by appointment, and puts you exactly where he wants you to be so that you can testify to the greatness of God. I pray that this message may bless you, that it may encourage you, and that you may know that this is a seed that we are planting today in your spirit. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Please share the message, and uh, we love and appreciate you. This is Pastor Jonathan. The book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 through 33. And, you know, we're going to be reading a few scriptures, so I'm going to need you to stay with me in this scripture. This is why I encourage you to have, if you have a Bible on your phone, if you have a Bible, um, a physical Bible, it's important that you get involved because the human brain processes and captures more when you are involved in reading and doing something with your hands, okay? It's not just listening. The book of Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 33 says this. The Lord speaks to the apostle, and uh, let's start off with verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying... Arise, everybody say arise, and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Verse 27 says, so he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot. And he was reading the Isaiah, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, everybody say the Spirit, said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. Verse 30 says, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, the eunuch replies back and says, how can I unless somebody guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he was reading, which he read was this. And he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. As a lamb before his shearer, its shearer, it's silent. In humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. You may have your seats giving glory to God. I've entitled today's message. And I want you to listen carefully to the title of the message. Because it has meaning for you. Today's message is called 
placed by appointment. Hallelujah. Placed by appointment. Hallelujah. What I mean by placed by appointment is we'll get into it more. But I want you to understand that there is something that God has a place and a time of appointment for you. Hallelujah. And you just never know when that time is. Hallelujah. It is a placement. It is a, a divine intervention that says God is saying I need you to go to this place. I need you to be in this place at this right moment, at the right hour, at the right minute, and at the right second. Because I have a divine appointment for you which I need you to grab and jump into hallelujah and you know we find Philip here the apostle the first thing they tell him is that you know the Lord tells him to arise to arise and go hallelujah basically saying hey you yeah you get up and go and Philip says where do I go <laughs> no he doesn't say that and the contrary, Philip doesn't say anything besides, I'm going to go and do it. Hallelujah. But I said that because a lot of us would have said what exactly what I said. God, where do you want me to go? But he waited. Philip waited on the Lord, and the Lord gives him specific instructions and directions as to where he is to go. Toward the south, along which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. Hallelujah. And let me just share something with you. That God is very precise and specific. Hallelujah. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't cause you to doubt. He doesn't cause you to be misled. He gives you specific directions for your life. Specific instructions for your life. And he says, I need you to follow this. And I need you to arise and go. Amen. Why? Because he has a purpose. Because the Lord has a purpose. And you know, Philip... One thing I admired about him is he didn't seek to understand where God was sending him. He didn't sit there and, and contemplate and say, God, okay, you want me to go south along the, the you know, where the Gaza and Jerusalem is. Um, but where do I go? Where do I stop? And who, I mean, God, I need to know where to walk and where to not go and, and how to continue on. And, uh, you know, how am I going to eat along the way? Am I going to drink water? I, he didn't say any of that. He got up and he left and he said, okay, you know, that's all we know from the word. There are some things that you have to understand that you will not understand at times that you have to trust and obey God the way Philip did. He trusted God to know enough to say that if God was leading him somewhere, God had 100%, he had his back. He had his back 100%. He trusted and the second thing he did is he obeyed. You heard me talk about obedience quite a bit. This obedience I'm talking to is about is to the Lord. Hallelujah. But there's something that you must understand about this Ethiopian. I, I want to give you a little background on who he was. The word of God says he was a man of great authority. A man of great authority. He was no, no beggar off the street. He was no uh, just random commoner. Hallelujah. This guy was somebody who was important. He was a eunuch, which means that he was castrated um, for the sole purpose of servitude. Okay, get me on what I'm telling you here. In other words, his man parts um, that had to exist as a normal part of normal nature, they were taken away in servanthood of loyalty to the king. And they would castrate these eunuchs so that there would be no kind of sexual desire to reproduce with the royalty, with the royal daughters and the royal, you know, whatever it is, that there was no mistake that they would not be able to go and get involved in any kind of sexual way with people of royalty. So they were castrated. Enough, right? 
nafser. But this man was under the queen of the Ethiopians. He was somebody important. He was respected. He held title. He held position. Hallelujah. And in the process of that, he was in charge of treasury. And then, and, and on top of all of that, this man it was returning from Jerusalem from worship. Hallelujah. Why is that important about the Ethiopian man? Because it doesn't matter. I believe that the Lord lets us see this because there was nobody too important to know and hear the word of God. There was nobody that you may feel that is established and cannot be, uh, you know, given the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is nobody that we can say, oh, no, he's just too educated or they're just too important. If we had a president in here, a president of the United States in here, I would be preaching the same word that I would be preaching to him as I'm preaching to you. Hallelujah. Because the Ethiopian man was of importance, but he was still seeking something. Even though he had all that he had, he was still looking for something else. Believer in Christ, the reason I tell you that is because this world cannot give to you enough of what your soul will desire. Your soul will desire something more because it has purpose, hallelujah. And that purpose is fulfilled when you start finding yourself in Jesus Christ. You've heard me say that quite a bit, amen. But here we have a very, I believe he was educated, because if you're part of the queen's royalty and the part of the queen's little whatever they have there, then you pretty much have to be a, an intelligent person. They're not just going to put anybody over treasury, because then they're going to be, uh, you know, um, embezzled and uh, pretty much they're gonna, not going to have any money. But here we see that the, this Ethiopian man, this Ethiopian man, he's, he's reading a book. From the prophet Isaiah. And he's reading it and he's sitting there. Think about this. He just came from probably a great revival. And he's coming and he's there sitting and reading a book. And he's reading it out loud. Hallelujah. And as Philip nears this man, something in Philip's spirit. This is why it's important to be a discerner of the spirit. To know when God is speaking to you. Because as he nears the chariot, this, the word of God says that the spirit moved and spoke to Philip. It moved inside and it spoke. That feeling you feel inside that tells you right or wrong, that tells you go pray with this person. Go, go tell them that Jesus loves them. Go, go over there and let them know there is a God that can deliver them from sin. There is a God that can take them out of their cancer. Hallelujah. There is a God that can take them out of diabetes. Hallelujah. That is the spirit of God that says, I am still alive as I was with Philip. And he speaks to him and moves him in his spirit to go and overtake the chariot. And as Philip gets closer, he hears, uh, verse, verse 30, verse 30 says that he hears this Ethiopian man, and he's reading the book of Isaiah. And I can imagine that Philip is like, wow, this is pretty impressive. This guy is reading the prophet of Isaiah. But I think as he goes there, he probably gets near him and, and thinks to himself, like, I don't think he's understanding what he's reading. There was something that led him to believe that. He didn't understand what he was reading, right? So make a long story short, Philip comes around. He asks this man if he understands. The eunuch replies and says, how can I unless someone guides me? Hallelujah. He invites Philip into the chariot, begins to listen to Philip as Philip begins to explain the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. This is where you and I come in and get involved here with this. He invites into the, the chariot and verse 35 says, then Philip, everybody look at verse 35. Then Philip opened what? Somebody find it in the scripture and give it to me. Then Philip opened what? 
Then Philip opened his mouth. Hallelujah. He opened his mouth. He didn't sit there quiet. He didn't sit there and whisper. He begins to open his mouth. What was it that was coming forth? It was the unfiltered word of God that says, let me begin to tell you about a Jesus who died on the cross, who the scripture of Isaiah is referring to. Hallelujah. This is where you and I have to come into play. We have not been placed on this earth to save yourself and save me or you. We are placed on this earth to open our mouths. Hallelujah. And begin to declare the glory. Glory of God. Hallelujah. It says he began to open his mouth beginning at this scripture. And it says he preached. Everybody say preached. Look to your neighbor and say preached. He preached Jesus to him. He preached Jesus to him. He opened his mouth and preached Jesus to him. Hallelujah. Can we get Brother Jeremy to get back into his class, please? He he opened his mouth, and beginning with scripture, he preached Jesus to him. Wow. I was so taken back by that because the word of God lets us know that he had to open his mouth. Why, why, didn't, why didn't the word of God just say he just preached? It was very specific, and it said he opened his mouth. Your mouth is, the, what does the word of God say? Death and power, life and death, is in the power of the tongue. Your power, your words have power. You can use them for the wrong and destroy somebody and cut them, or you can use them for the good and bless them. Hallelujah. What Jesus wants you to know today is that he's given you something. He's called you. He says, arise. Now he says, I need some people in God to open up their mouths because right now the world's way of doing things is opening their mouth louder than we are at times. Hallelujah. You see, the church is under persecution. The believers in Christ are under persecution. The biggest voice now is no longer the church. Hallelujah. It is the people that think that they can tell us how we should run the church, how we should run the way we walk with God. Hallelujah. What is acceptable? What's not acceptable? The world wants to tell us. Hallelujah. But I know today that there are some Christians, there are some believers in Christ that say, I will open my mouth and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Look at this scripture here. This is powerful. Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 14 through 15. Write this down, highlight it, because I want you to remember it. Hallelujah. The book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 14 through 15. When you have it, say amen. Hallelujah. The word of God says this. How then... Shall they call in him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? I said, and how shall they hear without a preacher? You see, the word needs to be preached. And the ones that need to preach it isn't all according to a title. It is you and I, believer. It is you and I that have to preach the word of God, preach the gospel of Christ. And, and because if the word of God says, how will they believe if they've not heard? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. 
who bring glad tidings and of good things. Hallelujah. I hope you're picking up something from that scripture that these people cannot hear the word of God until somebody becomes bold in the Holy Spirit. Somebody says, I don't care if I'm not favorable with everyone else. If I don't have friends, I could be the last one and not have a friend. But as long as I'm preaching the word of Jesus Christ, as long as I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, I will not yield to this world's ideologies, to this world's philosophy. Hallelujah. The philosophies of the world, I will not yield. Because my Bible says in the book of Romans that how will they believe if they've not heard? How will they believe if they've not heard? Well, because there's been no preacher to preach hallelujah. We need to get this today. What is God saying? Hallelujah. What is God saying today? He's saying that you have been placed by appointment. Your life has meaning. It has significance. There is somebody out there that needs you to say, hey, let me tell you about what Jesus has done in my life. Because it looks so perfect on the outside. But start peeling some layers back and you're going to realize like, wow, you're, you're kind of a lot like me. You struggle a lot like me. Yeah. Yeah, I did. He didn't have anyone who knew the gospel. This eunuch did not have anyone at that point that had preached the word to him. So he picks up his Bible, this prophet book, and he's reading it. And he's kind of like, whatever this means, he's just reading it. But he wants to, to understand it. Why do I say he wants to understand it? Because he was willing to let Philip come sit with him. To understand. What does the word of God do for you? It draws people to God. It draws people to the Lord. It draws him to get to know him. The more you get to know God, the more you begin to think. And, and, and according to his word, hallelujah. Placed by appointment. Placed by a divine appointment. The divine appointment that this man needed. Philip was on his way walking. And God says, you thought you were just going to walk to where I told you to walk. But little did you know that I had an appointment for you. I had an appointment that I needed you to be at this place at this time. And to listen to this man as he was reading the book. So that my spirit could move inside of you and then cause you to be sensitive to me, to know that I was speaking to you, and then for you to go and open your mouth. And as you open your mouth, you begin to pour in the mysteries of God into this man, so that all of a sudden he understands what the book of Isaiah was referring to. And then guess what he says next? He begins to say, you know... We'll go into that right now. I'm not going to jump into that yet. Let's keep on moving on. You've been placed in position. Hallelujah. And Philip is just being obedient. He's just trusting God. And he's walking and he begins to speak. And by opening his mouth, we've been talking about the importance of that. But you need to know that there are many people out there like this Ethiopian man, this eunuch that does not know. Because sometimes... The ones that should be preaching the gospel of Christ are the ones that don't. I hope I encourage you through this spoken word today. The Lord is not, he does not return his word void, hallelujah. Which much means that when you hear something, if you, if you hear the word of God and you apply it to your life, it will not stop growing, it will continue to grow. And you're going to be there sitting down. Brother Raul cuts hair. You're going to be there sitting down one day, brother. 
and someone's going to be going through a hard time. And God's going to say, I've appointed you at this place at this right time to speak life to that guy. And they're going to leave and say, man, I don't know what it is about you, but, I, man, thank you. I needed this. Divine appointment. Amen? The Ethiopian did not understand the word of God. 1 Corinthians 1.18, get this, says this. For the message of the cross, the gospel of Christ, the message of the cross, is foolishness to those who are perishing. Stop right there, let's break that down, what it's saying. The gospel of Christ seems like it's a poor, bad decision. It's foolish to the people who don't know God who are going in a different direction. That's basically what that scripture says. And then it says, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. A believer knows what the blood of Jesus represents. A believer, a believer knows what the message of the cross was because we, brought, we were brought out, hallelujah. But it took somebody that was placed by divine appointment, whether our grandfathers, whether our founding forefathers, whatever it was, wherever it needed to be, somebody was in your life that was placed by appointment by God, said, you need to hear what this man is speaking or what this woman is speaking. Amen. So Philip explains, the pre and he preaches the word of God to this Ethiopian man. And further down the road, this man can no longer hold back what he had heard already. This is, I love this part. This is my favorite part. Because they're, they're traveling on the road, and all of a sudden the, the, the eunuch man goes, you see, you see that over there? Yeah. What's stopping me? What's stopping you from baptizing me? What's stopping that? I feel it so much of what you gave me. The power of God is so transforming that when it comes into people's lives, they say, I don't want to go back anymore. I don't want to live the life I lived anymore because the power of God has transformed me. Hallelujah. And you can go and it is not worth the alcohol. It is not worth the drugs. It is not worth the sex. Whatever was in the back of your past, it is not worth it anymore because there's something that I am being pulled to that is transforming my life. It's God's message. It's not Pastor John's message. It's God's message. It's his gospel. It's his ways. It's his word. He is the bread of life. Hallelujah. It is him that transforms lives. As he did with the eunuch, he still does it today. That's why I tell you that when the gospel of Christ is preached, it does not come back void. It will not return empty. Hallelujah. This man said, said see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? He, I can imagine him saying, Brother Pastor John, just do whatever you got to do to get me in them waters, hallelujah. Because I feel the tugging on my soul and it's not going to let me rest, hallelujah. It's not going to let me go until I surrender my life to it. The more I fight it, the more it pulls me. The more I run back from God, the more he brings me closer. The more I hate God, the more he loves me, hallelujah. The more I sin, the more he loves, hallelujah. This eunuch man says, what is stopping you from baptizing me right now? Philip in the verse 37 says, listen to this. Listen to what it says, verse 37. This is the, this is the key. If you believe, everybody say believe. What does believe require? Believe requires to, for you to believe and surrender. If you believe with all your heart, 
If you believe with all your hearts, if you believe with all your hearts, with all your hearts, with all your hearts, not half-hearted, not half-committed, with all your hearts, if you believe with all your hearts, he says, you may. With all your heart. Some of us have some one-on-one -on -one time with God that we need to get into. We need to spend some time with God and asking him, God, have I given you my heart? Yes, I serve you. But have I surrendered to you completely? Have I surrendered to you completely? Hallelujah. Because it took a preaching of the gospel to make this eunuch man say, give me in them waters. I, I believe, trust me, I believe what I just heard. And I want it, hallelujah. I want that gospel, hallelujah, that, that, that's going to kickstart my ministry, hallelujah. I want that hope to know that I'm not going to perish but have everlasting life because of a God that died for me on a cross. I want that faith, hallelujah, that tells me when I have a family member who's worried about cancer or some type of disease, I can confidently say that in the name of Jesus, you're going to be healed, hallelujah. That in the name of Jesus, you're going to be healed, hallelujah. That no weapon formed against your body shall prosper. We recover with the blood of Jesus. If you believe with all your heart. There is no doubt, no halfways, no, I'm going to go for a little bit and not then serve him. This man was ready to accept what God had been given to, given to him through Philip. And guess what he does? He believes, and then Philip takes him and baptizes him. Tradition says that this man, this eunuch, went and started a great church, a Christian church, because of the experience he had. He was placed by divine appointment. He was placed by appointment. It wasn't just for Philip to get have that encounter to preach the word of God. It was for this man who was searching for something, searching for something different, that was searching for a God that he did not know yet. But when it was finally revealed to him, he said, man, I got to get in contact with God. I got to step into this gospel that God is preaching, that, that this man is preaching. Because if I step into it, I know that I am okay and I am safe. God has placed you in position with specific people so that he can do his will in your life. And you thought you were just here to take up space. You've probably been told that you can't do this, you can't do that. You're not able to be this, you're not able to preach, you're not able to do that. You'll never make it, hallelujah. But let me just tell you that you can go back to them and tell them, you know, pastor preached a message that about place by appointment, hallelujah. And I believe that if I open my mouth and I begin to declare the greatness of God, the gospel of the Jesus Christ that we serve, I know that I am fulfilling my work in Christ and that the power is in itself the word of God. All I got to do is be a messenger, open my mouth, and speak. And God's going to fill the rest. Hallelujah. God will give me the words to say. That's why I told you at the beginning, if you think that being a Christian was only to stay saved and to save yourself, you are completely wrong. You see, the enemy will get us to worry so much about ourselves. We're so involved and infatuated with ourselves and, and we got to, you know, we're like in a conditioning form that we're trying to make it, we're trying to make it, we're trying to make it. And this whole time while we're trying to make it, uh, you know, there's people that are fading away, literally, hallelujah. And they don't know the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
because we're focused on ourselves. But I'll take you back to the book of Romans. How then shall they, the world out there, those that need him, how shall they call upon him if they have not believed? Hallelujah. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they have not have how shall they hear? How shall they hear without a preacher? How can the people that know that don't know God, how will they hear and know God? Because of you. You gotta be the voice. You gotta be the empty vessel. You gotta be willing to be filled. Hallelujah. You have to be willing to per- persevere. You gotta get, get, get out of your selfish way of thinking. It's not about you. It's not about Pastor John. It's about saying, hey, let me share something with you. Here, take it. Start reading this. Ask me if you have questions. Because in the balance, someone's there paying Russian roulette with a revolver. Ready to take their life. Someone's there feeling in the back of their car that they, that they have to give themselves away and, and, and kill themselves because they, they don't know any other hope. There's families that are beating, that are suffering from abuse. Hallelujah. Because they don't know the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know, we're living in a time and a day and age And I know you'll agree with me on this. That it's not okay to be a believer in Christ anymore. God forbid you be a believer in Christ. The moment you say Jesus, they shut you out. But don't be fooled. Because in the end, God will win. But amongst those people, they may push you out. But they will listen. They will hear you. And somewhere down the line, when they're they're at their table, contemplating whether to take a drug or not, they're going to remember the words that God gave you because you opened your mouth. Because you preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, we have to shift our mentality. We have to get over ourselves and get past ourselves to get to where God wants us to be. God will send you somewhere to preach the word of God. At your job, at the grocery store, outside, walking around, in your families. He will place you by appointment. And the beautiful thing about God is that when he places you by appointment, he won't leave you. He'll say, just open your mouth and let me speak. Philip believed and he trusted enough to know God, to say, God, wherever you're taking me, I'm going to go. I don't know. We don't know to this day what the future holds. But we know who holds our future. Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus, placed by appointment. The eunuch believed. It was a word, a spoken word. You see, the thing is that all the word needs you to do is be an, a vessel to be able to deliver it. The word itself is already loaded with what it needs. It already has the oxygen needed in the spiritual sense. It has the food needed already. It has the encouragement loaded already in there. It has the saving grace already loaded in there. It's already fully loaded. What it needs is us to speak.
Hallelujah. In the end, you notice that the word of God is, was very specific when it says that this eunuch man had said, hey, there's water there, baptize me. Um, the first thing he told him was to believe. My sister and I were talking about this yesterday. People have to believe. They have to believe in the word first. They have to know what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. They have to know the love of God. They have to know enough to know, says that, hey, look. Because you don't know yet, you don't, you don't know God yet, just come to him. Come the way you are. Come the way you need to come because you don't know God yet. For those who aren't in Christ yet, who are not believers, you know, we, it's, it's getting them to this place so that God can begin to do the rest. Hallelujah. So that God can begin to change lives the way he changed this eunuch's life. Where the eunuch says, I don't know what I'm feeling. Well, I think I know because I'm starting to read it. But get me into them waters. Get me baptized. Because I got, and, and the Bible does say that the eunuch went away happy. Let me find it. He went away happy. Hallelujah. It says this, verse 39. Now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. So bottom line, Philip was gone, okay. Philip was there to fulfill the purpose, and then he was gone. Jesus took him somewhere else. But get this. Talking about the eunuch, and passing through, he preached and all, I'm sorry, no, talk, go talking about the eunuch. And so the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Is that not good news? <laughs> it didn't say bad news. It didn't say he went around discontent because Philip was gone. It said he went away rejoicing. Why are you hearing this message today? Why are you, why are you getting this message of place by appointment? Well, I already know God uh, um, Pastor, I'm in Christ because you have an obligation to do. You have a duty. And that duty is to stand firm and to preach the word of God. Let the word of God come out that flows freely from the word of God. But go encourage somebody that doesn't know Jesus and tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Tell them if you believe with all your heart, we will baptize you. In the name of Jesus. We will forever secure your spot in heaven with Christ because of the free gift of salvation. Your job after that point is to be like the eunuch. Go, carry what you've learned, testify of your story, and keep preaching the word of God. Hallelujah. Rejoice while you do it. Let us stand. I don't know about you, but every chance I get, I want to tell somebody and preach to them that God loves them. I want to preach to somebody that doesn't know God, and I, and I want to see lives transformed. Hallelujah. But the reality is, is we have to get out of the four walls here. We have to step out. Hallelujah, Jesus. We have to step out. How many of you go to a store and you say, God, before you walk in there and you say, God, I want you to use me to speak to somebody in this store. God, I want you to let me be an example 
so that somebody in the store is blessed. Hallelujah. Or I want to go to work and I want someone to see me and say, man, there's just something about the way you live. Something about the way you speak. You don't speak like the rest of us. You don't talk like the rest of us. You don't think like the rest of us. You think very different. But there's something about you that I think that I admire about you. And I, and I want to get to know more about why that you do that. Hallelujah. We need a preacher to preach the gospel. What are you doing with the word? What are you doing with the gospel of Jesus Christ? We're not here to play games. Right now there is a big battle that is going on for Satan and the souls of those that don't know him, that don't know Christ, and he's trying to take as many as you can. But how will they not, how will they hear, Sister Becca, if they don't have a preacher? How will they know God if nobody preaches to them? How will they know that God can do miracles if you and I who are able to exercise the power of Jesus Christ does not share the miracles with them? How can they know to change their lives if our lives ourselves aren't even changed? How can we expect to have a fully committed believer in Christ if we ourselves sometimes are only half committed? We preach the word. But we only know like 10 scriptures in here. We, we say God can heal, but the moment we feel something, we're already scared. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God. I know the Lord has been speaking to somebody. I don't know exactly who this word was for today. But I know that God does not allow the word to go void. I know that somewhere down the line something stood out to you. It may not have been the whole preaching. But there's something that was quickened in your spirit. Something that was activated in your spirit. And that something that was activated is what God says. Get a hold of it. Understand it. Grow it. Water it. You know, everything you got to do to get it to go forward. Hallelujah. Because how will these people know if they don't have...